you tell us, what is tonight's secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word for tonight is table. T-A-B-L-E. Really? You bet your life. The National Broadcasting Company presents Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho meets our first contestants in just one minute. This is Pat O'Brien. Here's a riddle for you. What has more energy than a jet plane, makes more noise than a riveting machine, and has the enthusiasm of a firecracker? The answer? A boy. And what's a boy supposed to do with all that energy and vitality? He's going to use it up some way, that's for sure. So it's better for him and better for all of us grown-ups, too, if someone will help him find a way to channel that energy in the right direction. And that's why a boys' club has so many of the right answers. It's a place where a boy really belongs. Now, there's some 500 boys' clubs of America all across the country. And lucky the boy who lives near one. The whole place is set up for him, so he won't have any problem finding interesting things to do. Best of all, the people who run the clubs are there to help. They not only show him how, but teach him how to do it well. So while he's having fun, he's learning that there's certain rules of living, good rules that mean a good life. Why not take a look at the boys' club nearest you? Maybe there's some way that you can help. Here he is, the one, the only... Well, here I am again with a chance for each of our couples to win up to $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they'll win an extra $100. George, who's first? Roger, we have Gladys Bentley and... On young... You have Gladys Bentley? We have Gladys Bentley. Since when am I your partner? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Bentley is waiting outside, let's put it that way. And uh, her partner is Onyago Ukano. And they're waiting to talk to you, and uh, I'm sure if we play our cards right, they'll come in. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word, and you divide an extra $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Gladys Bentley and, uh, let's see, uh, Anna Gugu uh, Okawana. Is that right? That's Anyago Elekwachi Okano. Oh. And uh, what do you get an Irish name on the end there for? <laughs> I think Irishman borrowed the Okano from Africa. Oh. <laughs> Does your name have any translation? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm... nice talking German. <laughs> <laughs> Anyago means a fighter, and uh, Elekwachi means no procrastination, no waste of time, you know and O'Connor, a public speaker. Well, that clears that up pretty well, huh? Mm -hmm. Now, what part of Nebraska are you from, Anna Gugu? <laughs> well, I was born at Ibere in Nigeria. From there, I moved to Abba. Would you tell us something about Nigeria? Is that the way you pronounce it? Yeah, Nigeria. Nigeria. It's, it's just over the border from Guatemala, isn't it? You mean Nicaragua? Uh, Nicaragua? <laughs> you, you must be thinking of Nicaragua. Yeah. It's a country on the west coast of Africa. Oh. Uh, having a population of about, oh, 35 million people. 35 million people? And I tell you, the size of Nigeria is twice about that of Texas. <laughs> Nothing is twice as big as Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you describe your home life uh, something briefly? Yeah. Um, my father has about four wives. Four wives? One for each season, is that? Uh... Well, not that. <laughs> and um, many children and servants running around the place. 
You say your father has four? Is that the legal limit, four? Well, in Nigeria, you can have up to seven. Up to seven. Which do you prefer, your way with seven wives or our way with one wife? <laughs> well, I think it's just the same thing all over. Really? Uh, in Nigeria, we marry seven at a time. And over here, you marry seven, one at a time. <laughs> well, you see, uh, over here, the entire nation has been brought up on the installment plan. <laughs> the national motto here is buy now, pay later. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a minute, uh, Mr. Okanu, huh? That's right, Okanu. Okanu. O'Connor. O'Connor. Oh, that's right. And you're Gladys uh, Bentley, is that right? Yes. I'm sorry to have neglected you, Gladys, but it isn't often we get a charming lad from Guatemala. Right. <laughs> now, where are you from, Glad? I'm from Port of Spain, Trinidad. Oh, but really? Huh? When I was 13, I came away from there to Philadelphia to join my mother and father. In Philadelphia. You went from Trinidad to Philadelphia to enjoy your mother and father? That's right. Didn't you enjoy them in Trinidad? Well, I joined them there. Oh, you joined them there? Yeah. Were they coming apart? No, not quite. <laughs> so what did you do in Philly uh, that you couldn't do in Trinidad? Well, I, f I finished uh, journalism school. I wrote quite a lot of... been writing fiction ever since. Is that so? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, do you have a job, Gladys? Yes, I'm an entertainer. I sing and play for a living in nightclubs all over the country. Oh, you're but the Gladys Bentley Well. <laughs> You're the Gladys Bentley. Yeah, right. I thought your name sounded vaguely familiar. Haven't you put on a little weight in recent years? Well, I took off 130 pounds this year. <laughs> you took off 130 pounds? That's right. And uh, what did you weigh then? 335. And now you weigh... 2'4". Uh, you say you lost 130 pounds. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, there is something bigger than Texas. <laughs> <laughs> How about hobbies, Gladys? Uh, do you have any hobbies? Yes. I build miniature dollhouses. And I also swim. I swim... On 37, I did the Catalina Channel here. You swam the channel? Yeah, $2,500. Catalina Channel? Mm -hmm. I tried that once, but it was foggy, and I missed Catalina Island. <laughs> That's true, and I wound up in Alcatraz. <laughs> well, that Catalina Island swim, that's one of the toughest swims there is, wasn't it? Uh, pretty cold? I like ice cold water. I take about four cold showers a day. Cold? No mm -hmm. warm water? I, I like real cold water. I belong to the Polar Club back in the East. Oh, you take four cold showers every day? Mm -hmm. Look, if you'd stop using all that water, California could be independent of the Colorado River. <laughs> well, you're certainly an interesting and unusual couple, and I'd like to continue talking, but the time has come for you to win some money. So let's play You Bet Your Life. Now, you selected folk tunes, uh, folk tunes and old-time favorites. <coughs> the orchestra will play the tune. You tell me the name. If you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win $1,000. Remember your partner and talk it over before you answer. What is the name of this old favorite? Play it, Jack. It's so 
Sophie Tucker's father. It's old Dan Tucker. Oh, it would be. <laughs> All right. You're not out yet. You have one wrong, but don't get the next one wrong or you will be out of the game. This next one is a folk song, but not too long ago it wound up on the hit parade. You tell me the name. Had me worried there for a minute. Well, this is not yeah. in my line, you know. <laughs> Barbershop quartets like to sing this next one. You name it. <laughs> my Bonnie lies over a bar room. That's right. <laughs> now have two rights. All right, give me the title of this one, Jack. Texas. Um, oh, the, the, the something about Texas. Yeah, Austin, Texas. Yellow Rose, Texas. Yeah, Yellow Rose, Texas. Now, here's another traditional song. Play it, boys. No. No. That's part of the words. That's part of the words. Red River Valley. What? Uh, Red River Valley. Red River Valley. Red River Valley. Red River Valley. <laughs> Red River Valley. <laughs> and you got four in a row, so you win $1,000. They win four in a row? Yes. Yeah. Now you won $1,000. You can keep it and quit, or else you can come back later and try to double your money. You may even get a chance at $10,000. Go over there and sit down and think about it. <laughs> and if we don't see you later, thanks for being on the show. Thank, Thank you. you. In just a moment, our second couple will join Groucho to play You Bet Your Life. Come, we invite you to pour the packed blue ribbon To 100 million barrels of cheer, we thank you for buying that good pet beer. Come, or we invite you to pour a packed blue ribbon is proud of the good times and good people who've helped produce 100 million barrels. The five generations of Americans who've made Pabst Blue Ribbon part of their family life. Pabst Brewing Company, Milwaukee. Roger, we have uh, two very special young guests who are waiting to come out here now and meet you. They're uh, Candy Bergen and Melinda Marks. So girls, come out and see Groucho, please. Candy Bergen and Melinda Marks. Now, which one is Candy Bergen? I'm Candy Bergen. Oh, and you must be Melinda Marks, huh? What do you know? I never heard of either one of them. <laughs> Girls, if you say the secret word, you know, you split $100 with me. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Candy, it's nice to see you. Thank You're you. a beautiful girl. And so are you. Now, I know all about you, but I'm sure our listeners don't. So would you tell the audience what your father does and well, who he is? He's not doing anything right now. Well, you know, there's five million people out of work. He may get a job soon. Uh, who is he? What is your father's name? Edgar Bergen. Uh, 
Your father is Edgar Bergen, the Swedish Nightingale? Yes. Hmm. Well, then your brothers must be Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snade, huh? <laughs> Melinda, if, if I'm correct now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're 15 years old, is that right? Daddy, you know I'm 11 and a half. How old are you, Candy? I'm 11 and a half. Copycat. How is it you're both the same age, and your father is Edgar Bergen, and Melinda's father is Groucho Marx? Well, that's life, I guess. What are your favorite TV shows, Candy? Oh, I like science fiction theater, Gunsmoke, Wider, Cheyenne, Bachelor Father, Danny Thomas, and a lot of others. I didn't even come in seventh on that list. <laughs> Lucky she's not the Nielsen. Melinda, who are your favorite comedians? In other words, who are the funniest people you know? Well, I think you're the funniest of them all, but I like Richard Goldstone. I think he's very funny, and Topper Wittenberg. Topper Wittenberg and Richard Goldstone? Are there some new comics on TV that I never heard of? What program are they on? Oh, they're not on any program. They're in our class at school. <laughs> Well, that explains it. I can't compete with them. I'm just not in their class. They're in the sixth grade, and I never got further than the third. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you girls, and I hope we meet again someday. <laughs> but now we're going to play You Bet Your Life. Now, this is the reason Candy and Melinda are on the show tonight. They've been after me for a long time to give them a chance to win some money for the Girl Scouts. And just to make sure they win some money, I'm going to ask George Fenneman who also has seven kids of his own. <laughs> I'm going to let him ask the questions, and I'll join the girls in the quiz. Are you ready, George? Yes, I am, Groucho. Uh... May I offer you my seat? Oh, all right. I uh... may need it later, but... Uh... I think I'm going to enjoy this, because we have a little surprise for you, Groucho. You have, eh? Yes, we're not going to use the category you studied. <laughs> As a matter of fact... I've been double-crossed! <laughs> when you hear the rest... We, uh, we went to the Beverly Hills uh, school superintendent, and uh, together with these people, we prepared a test taken from the sixth grade. In other words, questions that any sixth grader can answer, and I have them right here. I don't know how long Just I have my job. I only went to the third grade. I can't answer these questions. <laughs> you need any help, you think? <laughs> Your father is out here, isn't he? Yes, he is. Edgar. <laughs> Edgar Bragan. Yeah. <laughs> What class did you go to in school? What class? I mean, how high did you go? Well, when I got into college, I had a little trouble there. I was in summer school most of the time to get reinstated for the fall term. You went as far as college? Yeah. Well, I'll let you handle this by yourself. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you set? Are you ready? All right, here's number one. Are you ready? Uh, go ahead, Candy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me too. Are you ready? And here's the question. Okay. The Egyptians invented a means of writing by picture. What is it called? Now, which Egyptians are these? Why don't you... <laughs> are these the old Egyptians? Why don't you talk it over yes. among yourselves there? Just talk it over. What are you doing later on? <laughs> Would you mind repeating the question? <laughs> the Egyptians invented a means of writing by picture. What is this means of writing called? Well, I mean, which company was it? Was it MGM or Paramount? <laughs> well, this is historical Egyptians. They wrote by pictures? Well, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. You got any answer to this problem? Well, I think it's over. Huh? Well, tell me. You got it, have you? Yeah. But well, what is it? 
Uh, hieroglyphics? That's right. Yeah. You have one right. Three more rights. You'll have to say papyrus. Is that would that be right? Well, that's, that's what that's what they wrote on, isn't it? Yes. What? You want they them? wrote on hieroglyphics? <laughs> How about question two? Would you settle for that? Well, I'm not satisfied with question one, but let's go ahead. <laughs> this is the attitude you're going to assume. Yeah. Uh, who was the king of Babylonia, famous for his code of laws? Babylonia? Isn't that what hangs in a delicate <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> Hey, Sergeant. All right, All right. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I'd brought him tonight. <laughs> Can't you call him? I brought Mortimer, I think. <laughs> well, now, what, what was the question? I've even forgotten it. Uh, yeah. Who was the... about hieroglyphics. No, no, that... <laughs> you've already got that. Who was the great king of Babylonia, famous for his code of laws? Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Don't look at me. <laughs> Was it Jerry Gaisler? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the answer was Hammurabi. Oh. Oh. Hammurabi? Hammurabi. Hammurabi. Well, you knew you him. You should have huh? known that. You went to college. <laughs> I haven't read the paper for three days. <laughs> All right, now we have one wrong. Don't get the next one wrong or you're out of the game. And here's the next question. Well, now that we know the answer, can we add that same question over <laughs> What are the mountains that separate France from Spain? Uh, the Pioneer. Say it. You, you got it. It's T Y N E E or something like that. Oh, you know what it is. Yeah, you said it. Say it again. Pioneer. That's right. Yeah. You have one right. <laughs> what do you call the imaginary lines which circle the globe parallel to the equator? The Maginot line. Um, no. <laughs> the Wash line. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Which one? Kids. The, the ones that, that no, uh, parallel. parallel to the equator. Oh, latitude. <laughs> well, you're right. You now have two rights. Uh, what, uh, what was the former... This is an easy one, will This you? is easy. What was the former name of Istanbul? Oh. What is it? the farmer's name in Istanbul? You got a little friend working over here, you know. You're right, Constantinople. Now we have three rights. Three rights. You'll almost have your thousand dollars if you get this next one right. thousand dollars? Yes, you'll have it. Of you you want to play the game with me here? <laughs> uh, how, how many degrees in a circle? Um, uh, 360. No. That's you're right. Four in a row. Uh, so, uh, you've gotten four in a row and you got a thousand dollars for the Girl Scouts, haven't you? And would you please take your chair back <laughs> now? Thanks, Edgar. We'll find out if any of our contestants will try for $10,000 in just a moment. May 1945. The armies of the Allies hurl themselves against the desperate last-ditch resistance of Hitler's Wehrmacht. Advance across the shell-torn German countryside with victory in sight. But when would it come? When would the terrible slaughter end? How many more good men would fall before victory and peace become a reality? May 1945, a time of hoping, a time of waiting. It was NBC newsman Morgan Beatty who broke the story, and exclusive. Heinrich Himmler had made an offer of German surrender to the Allies. Morgan Beatty, cited for outstanding radio reporting, is typical of the top NBC newsmen who bring you news on the hour. This is Chet Huntley inviting you to be with us as the news breaks on News on the Hour 
All day, every day, over most of these same NBC stations. Groucho, here are Gladys Bentley and her partner to give us their decision on the big question. Now, you won $1,000. If you decide to try for the 10 and you fail, you wind up with a total of 500 Now, what are you going to do? I don't want to part that wheel. <laughs> you want to try the wheel? I don't want no part of that wheel. You don't want any part of that wheel. Part of <laughs> and, uh, Mr. O'Connor, what is your plan? Oh, uh, gotcha. I just come to say goodbye. I, you know, I like to do For winning the thousand, and thanks for being on the show. You bet your life. Well, like Thank you very much. You Bet Your Life is transcribed in Hollywood. Produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman reminding you to tune in again next week, same time, same station, to hear the one, the only, Groucho. And see Groucho every Thursday evening on NBC television. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces around the world.